What is going on, church family? Pastor Mark here. And want you to know that a man and I are so thankful for you. We love being your pastors. We hope that you had a great Thanksgiving. We did as a family. Uh, and would love to know, what was your favorite dish at Thanksgiving? Comment below. By far my favorite is the heavenly bird, the turkey. I love turkey. I'm the one in the family that always says we have to have turkey. Uh, and also re really enjoyed some collard greens. If you haven't had collard greens at Thanksgiving, you should. Come on, somebody. It was fantastic. Welcome to all of our friends and guests. Please do make yourself at home. And we look forward to seeing you sometime soon, uh, hopefully at one of our live gatherings. Would love to meet you in person. At this time of year as a church, we typically look back and we, we try to consider our why. And long term, what, are we, what is God calling us to and, and what are we to invest in? And we really look at everything through the lens of, of legacy and eternity. And so if, as, as a leadership team, as we've been discussing this, what we've really talked about is the single most important thing that all of us need right now in order to stay the course, in order to endure, in order to keep doing what God has called us to do. And we believe now more than ever that that, that special recipe has a key ingredient. And that ingredient to keep going is hope. And so our series that we're kicking off today is called There Is Hope. There really is. And so I've got this scripture that I want to read for us today. And I'm praying this scripture over you every day. Would love for you to join me in praying this scripture over ourselves, our families, and our church. It's Romans 15, 13. My favorite translation is the Passion Translation. And this is what it says. Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope. He's the source of hope. Fill you to overflowing, not a little bit, but an overflowing hope with uncontainable joy. I mean, joy that you just can't keep to yourself. And perfect peace as you trust in him. I mean, peace that's so good it can't even grow or be developed because it's already perfect. That that would be ours. And we receive that as we trust in him. And then it says, and may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life. I want to be surrounded by the power of the Holy Spirit. With his super abundance until you radiate with hope. Come on, let's radiate with hope. What would that look like to absolutely radiate with hope? I believe that this is what's available to us as a church family in this series. If we would open our hearts, if we would lean in, we could receive so much hope that we would actually radiate in a time of so much darkness and despair. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have so much hope to give, more than we could ever possibly receive or even give away. Many of us right now feel so incredibly drained. Fill us today with tangible hope, with fresh hope, with a life-changing hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope is confident expectation of future good. That's right. Hope can actually look beyond today. Hope looks to the future and sees something brilliant and bright and beautiful. And, and we may not physically be able to see it, but hope 
can see it. Now, I know some of us right now are struggling with this. Really, Mark? Come on. Are you really doing this? Hope, this, it's not realistic. It's weak. It's fake. It's, it's not authentic. It's broken. Really, all hope is, is it's just lame optimism. No, it's not. Hope is powerful. Hope has the power to change everything. And hope sees past the current reality and sees the ultimate reality. See, hope sees everything from an eternal perspective. Uh, Pastor Ray Johnson says that discouragement often masks itself as burnout. And that burnout he's talking about is this, this hopelessness. See, without hope, we don't believe that life can improve. We don't think that it can get better. We don't think that it can really change. And I've had a revelation of sort. I really believe that many of us that think we're exhausted, we're not. We're not exhausted. I think because of quarantine and shelter in place, we're probably at home more than we've ever been. I think many of us are actually very well rested. I think the issue is that we're actually discouraged. The burnout isn't from exhaustion. The burnout is from discouragement. We're discouraged by what we don't see, by the change we don't see, that we thought we would have already seen. Our future feels so far away. It feels so uncertain. And I want to awaken us all to this truth right here, that deception leads to despair. Let us not be deceived. We will get through this pandemic, that there is a bright future that is worth fighting for and praying for and intentionally leaning in towards. God can fill you with hope again so that you can see things from his perspective. Don't be deceived by what you see or even what you feel. Hope looks past it. And if you find yourself in a place without hope, that's a very dangerous place to be. And let's just be honest, it's harder to access hope than it was earlier on this year. Because so much of our hope comes through community. It comes through other people in our lives. And it probably takes more effort now to have community and to be in close relationship with people in a time of social distance. And so I've got a question for you today. How's your hope? Is it confident? Is it healthy? Is it growing? Or maybe your hope is found lacking or missing. Maybe you're low on hope. Or maybe your hope is kind of hit or miss. Maybe your, your hope is in a dark place. You, you find your hope on, on life support. How, how do we even know how our hope is doing? Well, we see some hints in this passage in Romans 15. See, the first thing to go when we lose our hope is joy. When we, when we lose our hope, joy follows very quickly. Everything seems to be hard and, and burdensome and challenging and a grind and a drag and nothing is easy or fulfilling or life-giving. It seems so hard. A couple weeks ago, I was with some mentors and 
pastors and we're talking through our response to this and leading and, and people's needs and how to respond and what's needed from us and what's needed for us personally to stay encouraged. And, and one of the guys in our group is, is going through, quite honestly, the most challenging time I have ever seen anyone endure in ministry. It is literally a satanic attack from the enemy. And somehow he is enduring. And, and he answers that question, how are you doing, with this statement. I, I've actually got to read this because it's like, it's almost hard to believe. With a smile on his face, knowing what we know about what he's going through, he says this, I have everything I need in my life to serve God filled with joy. <laughs> and, and I kind of lean in like, did he just say that? That is not what he should be saying right now. Like, and then I'm like, wait a minute. That's not fake. <laughs> That's real. He really said that. And he really meant that. And he really is filled with joy. And he really does believe that. And that really is his reality right now. How can someone like him going through the most awful thing in his life and family and ministry, how can he have that perspective of being filled with so much joy? I was so deeply convicted by that. It was quiet at our table as we all pondered, how, how did he get this joy? And it's because he's a person that's filled with hope. He looks beyond the here and the now. And he can look to the future knowing that the storm isn't going to last forever. Sorrow may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. We will get through this. Just like I've gotten through stuff in my past, God's going to get me through this. He is faithful and good and kind. He knows what he's doing. He is leading me. I am following him. Where he is leading me, he's already been, and as long as he's with me, I can be filled with joy as I serve him. I was so convicted, so encouraged at the same time. And that joy is available to us if, if, if we can keep the hope, if we can protect and guard our hope, if we can keep ourselves in a posture of receiving hope. But when we receive hope, the first thing to go is joy. The second thing is peace. We, 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 get, we get in our minds, things get blurry and unsettled and restless and, and stress and anxiety come in. Augustine said this, he said, Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in thee. See, hope brings us into a place of rest where we can find that perfect peace where I may not have all the answers, but I don't need all the answers because I have Jesus. And if I have his presence and if he is with me, no matter where I go or how hard it gets, I have him, I have hope. I have a confident expectation that if he is with me, it's all worth it. And there is good ahead. That's what happens when we have hope. And so where, where, is, where is there hope? Where, where do we locate hope? Well, I want to encourage you today. Hope is everywhere. Hope is all around you. My question is, where is it not? Hope is one thought away. It's one prayer away. It's one word away. It's, it's one acknowledgement 
of God away. It's way closer than what you realize. And so let's, let's look today in the scriptures on, on where we can find hope, the there of where there is hope. First of all, we, we see that you, you can see hope in our eyes. We can find hope through our eyes. Listen to this. We, we can see it in the scripture. Romans 15, 4 says, whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, watch this, we might have hope. Can I tell you where hope is? Hope is right here. Hope is in your Bible. It is impossible to read the word of God and not receive hope. This is why Amanda and I and our team, we talk so much about reading the Bible in a year. Why? Because we, we have to have hope. We've got to be people of hope. And there's so much hope available in the Bible. Receive hope. Read it every day. I can honestly tell you, had I not started reading the Bible in a year, five years ago, that grew the habits I need to receive hope from the Bible every day, I, would, I don't even know if I'd be pastoring right now. I don't even know if I'd be leading I don't even know what kind of husband or father I'd be right now with so much pressure and stress. The, the scripture fills my heart with hope. And, and so maybe you started reading the Bible in the year and then you got discouraged and then you said, okay, I'm gonna do it again. But then you wanted to catch up. Don't try to catch up. Just read every day. And if you miss a day, read the next day. And if you miss two days, that's okay. Just read again. Whatever the day comes up, read the reading that day. Receive the hope from the scripture on that day and eventually it will become every day and you'll find so much hope in your heart. So we can find hope through reading the scripture, our eyes in the scripture. We can also find hope in our mind. And I know somebody's thinking right now, wait a minute, Mark, <laughs> you haven't been in my mind. There's not a lot of hope going on in my mind. No, no, there is our minds are like flash drives. We don't even use flash drives anymore. It's like, I guess, the cloud. Is our minds are, are, are like the cloud. It's, it's, they have all these memories and, and files and documents and pictures. We can find hope by actually looking back to what God has done. The Bible calls this testimonies. Psalm 19.7, the law of the Lord is perfect. The testimony of the Lord, reviving the soul, bringing hope back into our hearts. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So my heart is filled with hope as I look back at what God has done in my life for me and for other people. The, the testimony of the Lord makes wise the simple. That literally means that it causes us to zoom out. I think so many of us right now, here's how we're reading our life. We're reading our life like this. We're so zoomed in that we can, we, we, we can maybe read a word or maybe read a couple words or maybe a line or a paragraph, but we're not seeing the whole story. We're so zoomed in. We need to zoom out. And what happens is when we get our thoughts back on God, back on hope, back on what he's done. We look to the past, to the testimonies of what he's done in our life. We zoom out and we begin to see things from his perspective. And that's what hope does. Hope gives us God's perspective. You read Psalm 119. Your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. Looking back at what God has done. 
Those testimonies counsel us. They lead us and and guide us. They're to be our delight. The psalmist says, I cling to your testimonies. I, I hold close to them. I incline my heart to your testimonies. Your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. What God has done is the joy of my heart. That's what we do is we look back, and and here's why. Looking back is where we find the hope to look forward, to look ahead. See, our future is actually found in our past, in the hope of our past, the victories and the provision and the breakthroughs and the answered prayers of our past. Where, Where do you find hope? Where is there hope? There's hope in your eyes. There's hope in your your mind, thinking back to what God has done. There's hope in your mouth. That's right, in your words. We can speak words of hope. We can develop a language of hope. We can say what God is saying. Not necessarily what we're hearing in culture or news or media or what he said or she said or they said. No, but what is God saying? His words are always filled with hope. Psalm 42, we have a a person here that's struggling. They're they're empty. They're without hope. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Check this out. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation. The psalmist is saying, I'm going to hope in God. I got nothing better to do. This place without hope is miserable. I might as well hope in God. I might as well worship God. I might as well praise God and lift him up and thank him and worship him. I might as well lift my voice because as I I lift my voice, it'll find the words of hope. See, what hope actually says, hope says, what can this become? What if we asked ourselves that question? This, this pandemic, everything that's happening, what can this become? What could God do in this? What if this was the time in our life where it maybe hurt the most, but we actually grew the most? What if this was our growth spurt season? What can this become? What if I got healthier and and more whole and more complete and stronger in this season of so much pain and pressure? What if if God really wanted this to be a season of acceleration of my internal identity development? What can this become? See, this is the words of hope. Hope isn't doom and gloom. Hope isn't fear and darkness. Hope is what can this become? These are the words of hope, the words of worship and praise. Words that move us towards our living God of hope. Where is hope? Hope is in your ears. That's right. This is why we have to speak words of hope. Because the most important person to listen to is yourself. And the best thing to do is listen to yourself by actually speaking to yourself. That's right. Stop listening to the lies you tell yourself in your mind and start speaking words out loud of life, speaking words of truth, speaking words of hope. 
This is why God wants us to be hope dealers. He wants to use us to speak hope and encouragement into other people's lives because when we hear ourselves speak words of hope, it gives us hope. That's like immediate return on investment. That when we share hope with other people, when we use our words out loud to speak hope into other people's lives, we hear that hope ourselves and it gives us hope. When we sing songs and worship, we're singing audibly. We're hearing ourselves speak hope. We're hearing hope. And so I want to encourage you. Where is there hope? Hope is everywhere. It's all around us. I want to encourage you to see hope. Think hope. Speak hope. Hear hope, even with your own voice. And then guess what will happen? You will give hope. You'll give hope to other people. And that's, that's the most valuable thing that we can give to anybody right now. The most valuable thing we can give is hope. This confidence in our future. This confidence in what God can do and what God could do and what God will do in the future. We will get through this. We can be radiant people of hope. And so here's the action that I have for us before we pray. This week, I want you to deal some hope. Find somebody, text them hope, email them hope, call them with hope, FaceTime them with hope. Give them a coffee filled with hope. Whatever you need to do, drop off a gift at somebody's house. Do whatever you need to do this week to deal some hope to someone that needs it. And and you'll, you'll get hope doing it yourself. Just thinking about how you can give someone else hope will give you hope. That's how hope works. And then lastly, I want to encourage you to read this scripture, our, our, our verse, Romans 15, 13, Passion Translation. Read this out every day. Every day through the end of the year. And, and I'm going to pray it over all of us. And I'd actually ask you that, that on the screen as, you, as you, you see it, hope's going to come to you. As you hear yourself say it, hope's going to come to you. As you actually speak it, hope's going to come to you. And you're actually going to think about what you're saying as you do this. So everything we talked about can be summed up by us actually declaring this scripture, this truth, this prayer over our lives. Let's all say it together. One, two, three. Now may the God, the inspiration and fountain of hope fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. Now, wherever you are right now, just just. Give me some pearly whites. Come on, smile like you've got hope. Just radiate with hope wherever you are. Just lift your hands to heaven. I feel hope right now. Just lift your hands to heaven and just for a moment, just worship God and and thank God. Just let yourself radiate with hope. I love the feeling of hope. Hope just feels good. There's something about hope that just feels right. There's nothing like radiating with hope. And these are the people that God's calling us to be, people that radiate with hope in times like this. If you have a story, I believe many of you are going to have a story this week about 
dealing hope to somebody. If you have a, a story of, of what God is doing throughout everything happening right now, the good that he's doing, we want to hear the good that's happening. Please uh, contact us, info at exp.church. You'll see a link below. We would love to follow up with you and hear your story. You may not be comfortable in, in sharing online and video. Maybe you want to write it. Uh, or maybe you'd like to be interviewed sometime else, we would love to come alongside you and hear your story that brings hope to other people. We love you guys so much. Have a great week. We're believing this week that God's gonna use us to deal hope. And as we pray this scripture, that, that hope is gonna flood your home. It's gonna flood your family. It's gonna flood your heart. And you're gonna be a person that radiates with hope. In Jesus' name, amen.